When screenwriter Adam Hertz submitted it to studios, its first name was, quote, untitled teenage sex comedy that can be made for under $10 million, which studio readers will likely hate, but I think you will love, end quote. <laughs> I totally remember hearing that one time. I forgot about that until now. But <laughs> yeah. God, that's awesome. That's What's up, everybody? This is Sarah. And Eric. And we're your hosts of Talk to the Hand Podcast, a podcast about the 90s. And more. <laughs> Everything you love about the 90s and more. Bear with us, everyone. We are updating our intro now that Eric and I are like at this all the time together. Um, but hi. Wow. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hi, Hello. 90s kids. So we're here this week talking about a really fun topic. Um, Eric, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about the quintessential <gasps> 90s teen sex comedy, American Pie. It's not just the 90s. I feel like it redefined teen comedies forever and comedy in general. I think each generation or each decade's teen sex comedy did that. I yeah. think each one reinvented it and redefined it. And, you know, American Pie was our fast times. It was porkies. our porkies. Yeah. It was... You know, it was all of those, and yeah. here we are. Here we are. So we're going to be talking about uh, the first and the second American Pie, um, just because we felt like those were the most quintessential like American Pie movies. And then after that, you got to the direct-to-DVD movies and all of that. So we're going to we're gonna stick with one and two. Yeah, we're going to focus on one and two. I mean, American Pie 3 was great, but there was a lot of the main cast that missed that movie. I mean, I think about half of the original cast wasn't in it. They did get a lot of them back for cameos and stuff in American Pie 4, uh, which was American Reunion. Reunion. Uh, I mean, we, you know... We're we, just going to focus on the first We'll two. touch on those because, you know, they were part of the legacy and everything, but one and two... That's where that's it's all at. You need. That's where like, it's at. Boom. Watch them. But before we get into the topic, make sure you're following us on social media. You can find us at TTTH Pod on Twitter, Talk to the Hand Pod on Instagram, or you can email us at talktothehandpod at gmail.com or find us on our website at talktothehandpod.com. Uh, make sure you are entered into our TTTH Pod giveaway for the month of March and April. We are um, doing a really fun swag box giveaway, so make sure you leave us a five-star review in Apple. It helps us with the algorithms and also will enter you in. Make sure you leave a comment so we know your, your screen name and can shout you out um, at the end of April, and you might win a Talk to the Hand podcast swag box. And now, with that said, American Pie. Let's get into it, shall we? Okay. So, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about the first two. And I remember watching um, American Pie for the first time and begging and begging and begging my parents to let me watch it before I was 17. It was rated R. I was in junior high when it first came out. And it was like one of those things like no way my parents would let me watch it. So, I think I didn't see it until I was actually 15. Yeah, there was no way my parents were ever going to see that movie, uh, and I lied to them about watching that movie. I Sorry, lied. moms. This is probably not an episode for a mom to listen to. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely not. Sorry, moms. Again, uh, yeah. I you know that's going to make them listen to it even more now. Yeah, I, I lied about watching the movies. I even lied about going to see them in the theater. You know, oh my I gosh. That, uh, you know, uh, man, those movies were just great, though. They were like, so good. They came out in the summertime. They defined summertime. Yeah. We still, to this day, watch one and two every summer. Absolutely. It's, the, it's like the summertime movie. Okay. That's funny you say that because I remember actually – swimming at my friend's house one time uh, when we were in like junior high and then somebody hit us up on like instant messenger or whatever AOL, what up? and was like hey we're all gonna go to the theater <laughs> to see american pie and we're like but it's rated r and they're like we'll get in <laughs> and somehow we did like i don't okay. even remember how but okay i i was gonna save this until later but um but it seems like an appropriate time to bring it up now there were like actual stats that came out that said so it came out the same summer it was uh the first american pie came out july 1999 the same summer that uh south park bigger better and uncut or bigger, whatever longer and, and that's uncut. that's it um the same summer that the that that movie came out and that summer had a record number of underage kids um getting in like like theater hopping into see american pie like the theaters had never seen anything like it it was like those two movies caused every single dumb 12 year old to 15 year old to go in and theater hop to see it I was one of those. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I was too much of a goody two shoes. Oh come on! Theater hopping was the greatest. <laughs> oh my god! Especially no. in the summertime because it was it was indoors. It was air conditioned. There were snacks. There was a bathroom, and there was zero supervision. All right, all right. So okay, so let's talk about the cast first. Um, so first we have Jason Biggs as Jim Levenstein. Levenstein. Jim Levenstein, and his dad Eugene Levy. As he was unnamed, he was just Jim's dad in the first, and then we learned his name is Noah. But yeah. Eugene Levy is uh, the dad, a.k.a. Jack Rose uh, from Schitt's Creek, but we all knew him as Eugene Levy. And apparently Bill Murray was considered for the role. Could you imagine? That'd be a completely different movie. That would have been terrible. I'm sorry. Like, I love Bill Murray as much as the next He's cat. He's like, He just... Eugene Levy defined the role of the awkward dad. And I think he was so good at it and it was so identifiable because, you know, every kid, you know, that's, you know, going through puberty and stuff, like you're going to have an awkward conversation with your parents. Yeah. And Eugene Levy is the embodiment of awkwardness. Well, he actually improved a lot of that, uh, his his character. That makes it even more brilliant. Yeah. That he's just embodies awkwardness. Yeah. Like, I read. Because you know that, like, he had those same conversations mm-hmm. with his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how he played those off in the movie is like, well, shit, like, what would my dad have said? And, yeah. like, he definitely has that kind of generational gap of advice and knowledge that he gives to Jim that it's like a little off base, but he he's, he's got well. heart behind like, it. Yeah. I think I think the other thing that was really interesting. So Eugene Levy um, said a few years ago, I think it was um, in an interview that the character was actually written to be a lot creepier in like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of a way to Jim. And that when he read it, he actually uh, threatened to walk away from it because he didn't want to play the character that way. So the producer or the, the screenwriter and the director or whatever um, sat down 
down with him and they're like, okay, so like, how would you do it? And Eugene Levy was like, okay, let me, like, let me just improv here. And he improved, like they, they brought Jason Biggs in to read uh, for Jim and, and Eugene Levy just like improved and they, he came up with this kind of like bumbling, awkward, but sincere hearted and trying to be cool, but really like awkward. Um, he just brought that at, as part of his improv and they were like, brilliant, brilliant. Well, well, what what can we do to get you to stay? Like, you can play that, just improv the whole thing. And that's that's how Jim's dad came about. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I mean, it was iconic. Like, everyone knows Jim's dad. Okay. Well, which is funny, too, because I think Jim's dad was the only character from the original two movies that reprised a role in any every of the, single one, yeah, and yeah. Like even the straight movie. to DVD yeah. ones. Well, see, he was the yeah. only one that did, except the last one. I and think. he, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, he just he just loved it. Like, yeah, and that, it was that's, fun for him. Yeah, like that's really cool. I mean, he just had like he such didn't a good, need the money. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to play this dad because it was just fun for him. Yeah, like, well, he created the character like literally from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's so that's Eugene uh, Levy, Noah Levenstein, and um, so yeah. So also, uh, so then we have Jim Levenstein, Jason Biggs. This was his breakout role. Absolutely classic character. Just like an awkward, like everything. I feel like everyone identifies with him being so awkward and uncomfortable in his body, and like not sure how to like. He doesn't know anything about sex, and like what he does know is like through the lens of his like awkward dad and. Like what he knows from his buddies and, and his the buddies weird scrambled porn that he watches. Yeah, and his buddies' older brothers that he hears the urban legends from. Like, like I feel like there was something that that every teenage coming of age adolescent um, could identify in Jim, just especially with that just awkwardness. Absolutely. I mean, I think you know, I think that's going to be our 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 phrase here. Is I mean, I, I think you know, instead of calling it American Pie, they could have called it awkward pie. I mean, <laughs> the way that they capture that so earnest awkwardness mm-hmm. in these movies with with all of the characters yeah. was incredible. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's just gold. so fun. And like, yeah, anybody can identify with that stuff because, you know, most all of us were really awkward and still are in our own right. And like, it's hard navigating those things. And learning and your body and what your body does and like what you've been taught and what you see in porn or movies or TV shows and what your body actually does. Like, Yeah, yeah. You're comparing yourself to all of those things that you've seen. Those, dis- and- those discoveries are hard, man. Like, like those are just hard lessons to learn. They're yeah, awkward. But at least you didn't have Stifler telling you to broadcast it on the internet. <laughs> okay. And then you fucked that up, okay, too. Okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Do you know Jonathan Taylor Thomas was actually considered for Jim? Bullshit. I don't but he turned it, it down. Uh, so then we I, have... You're really just going to gloss over Yeah, that. I'm going to gloss over it because... You're going to gloss over JTT. I was in love with JTT. So was I. Who the fuck was he? <laughs> Yeah, but he could not be Jim. Like he would have been too suave. Be Jim. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was too suave. He's um, way too cute. Like he could yeah. not. And like he's not awkward. Mm-hmm. There's nothing awkward about JTT. He was I'm just sorry. like the dr- like the heartthrob. Yeah, he would have turned it into like a heartthrob movie rather than like an awkward teen comedy. Yeah, yeah. There's no there. Oh my god! If they if they had JTT and Bill Murray. Ooh, that would have been an insanely different movie. I and like somebody I'm, deep faked this. I need I to know, see I this movie. I know. I was going to say, I really want to watch that. <laughs> That's the, like the alternate universe that is like living in a mirror to, towards us. It's All right, JTT and Bill Murray. Here's a challenge. 
Somebody deep fake that. I need to see scenes from American <laughs> from Pie the 90s. one or two with Bill Murray and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes, please. Go. Yep, yep. Okay, You'll so. You'll win something. I don't know what it is yet, but <laughs> if it's good enough, I, I will send you our something. Our life savings, our firstborn child, you know, whatever. Firstborn child for sure. <laughs> so then we have Chris Oz, Ostriker, um, played by Chris Klein. We have Kevin Myers, who is, to me, like the most normal, normal out of all of them. Like he was like kind of the, he was just as awkward, but like he was just kind of normal. He had this older brother to look up to, Casey Affleck. Like I really liked Kevin. I liked Chris. And then we had Paul Finch. Who is like the erudite, <laughs> like the erudite, like like highbrow, like smart guy. He was like way too cool for school, but too cool to be too cool for Everyone school. Everyone knew someone like Paul Finch. Yeah. Everyone knew someone like, the like Paul Finch. The most pretentious person, but, but he you still, somehow made it work. He made it work like, and you were like rooting for him. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get to it later, but even just the way that, like, you know, before the prom in the first one, you know, like you know, he goes through the trouble of having one of the girls start a rumor about yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> like, he was methodical. He was also manipulative. He was the guy like, in all of the honors and AP classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, and, and you know, he was one, you know, they would go out for, you know, a drink or whatever. And, you know, he'd have his really nice, like, espresso or something. And they're giving him shit. And, you know, he showed up on, like, what, his Vespa or something one time. Yeah. I mean, he was... We all know. We all know that a Paul guy. Finch. We all know a Paul Finch. Okay. And then, and then we have Steven Stifler, played by Sean William Scott. This was his first role, and he was paid $8,000 for it. Stifler done, makes it. I would have done it for $5,000. Stifler makes it what it is. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Stifler was definitely the one that kept it in that realm of teenage boy humor. Yeah, teenage humor. I mean, he just, you know, they basically just let the cat out of the bag on that. And they were like, here's $8,000 to be, be the wacky. most whacked off, no pun intended, <laughs> ridiculous teenager. Like, just yeah. oversell it. And, and and be an asshole and, like, offend people. Irreverent. Like, yeah. do all of the worst things. And, like, it was great because, again, you know, like, we all knew a Paul Finch we, we all, all knew, knew a Steve Stifler. We all like, knew a Stifler. And a Stifler's little brother, too. We all knew a Stifler's little brother. <laughs> and then we have Stifler's mom, played by the one and only legendary Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> and we learned in, in American Pie 2, her name was Janine. That doesn't matter. She was defined as being MILF. Yeah. No, no this movie didn't, didn't start the word MILF, actually, by the way. I learned that. Yeah. True trivia. I know. Did I break your heart? It at least popularized it, I know it did. on a major scale. I mean, sure, you can say that all sorts of things were invented 20 years prior or whatever, but this movie definitively made it iconic. Yeah, it defined what a MILF was. Okay, so then we have Michelle, played by Allison Hannigan, and I read this really cute little trivia piece that said she went to her callback audition and she really had to pee. So she ran to the bathroom and then her name was called right when she got out. So she ran back to the audition room and she was like, didn't have a chance to calm down and she was like really anxious and so she started reading the part super quickly and she just had like a ton of energy and they really liked how quirky she was. And so they hired her and she claims that that's how she got the part. And that's why she played Michelle the way that she did, which is pretty cute. It was so like, I don't want to say angsty, but it was just so just, yeah, just quirky and just fun and just, it was brilliant. I mean, like you got to look at some of these roles and realize like some of the characters, they 
weren't originally written or intended to be what we saw on screen as, as you know, we're, we're talking about that, you know, these characters ended up, you know, ad-libbing things and, you know, Michelle's energy, you know, came from, you know, that, that experience with the bathroom and everything. And like this, it all just evolved. Just, yeah. It evolved into. That's what makes it so good. It's the it's perfect real. pie. It's real. Okay, so then so then wrapping that up really quickly, we have Jessica played by Natasha Leone, Vicky played by Tara Reed. More on that later. <laughs> no, we're not telling that story. Oh, <laughs> Eric, I'm telling Eric, that story. Eric Tara met Reed. Tara Reed a couple years ago in Hollywood. And then we have Heather played by Amina Servari. Okay, so let's talk about the first one. You're not one. even talking about Shannon Elizabeth? Okay, Shannon Elizabeth is Nadia. Boom. Said it. Yeah, but she was mostly in the first one. I think she had like a tiny little cameo in the second one. Still worth noting. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth as Nadia, the the student from Czech Republic, which is where my family is from. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the first one. American Pie came out in July 1999. The movie is about a group of high school seniors in Michigan who vow to lose their virginity on prom night before they go to college after their classmate Sherman, a.k.a. the Shermanator, claims he lost his virginity at one of Stifler's parties. So here we have, like, this group of four dorky, like, 16, 17-year-old kids, and they all want to lose their virginity on prom night. Um, when screenwriter Adam Hertz submitted it to studios. Its first name was, quote, untitled teenage sex comedy that can be made for under $10 million, which studio readers will likely hate, but I think you will love. End quote. <laughs> I totally remember hearing that one time. I forgot about that until now. But... <laughs> Yeah. God, that's awesome. That's the first name. And then it was called East Great Falls High. And then it was Great Falls and then American Pie. It took four tries to get this film to an R rating instead of an NC-17. I would love to see the NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what they actually showed in that one. I mean... <laughs> What did they did they show the whole scene of Jim like mounting the pie? Oh, and, like, probably doing it, instead like, of him just instead <laughs> of his dad just walking in on him That's with the, the pie. That's the behind like, the curtain version of it. I never want to see anybody mount a pie on a kitchen <laughs> island. Like okay, that. so let's talk about the scenes though. There's some really good scenes in this one. So let's talk about the classic apple pie scene. I learned that the apple pie was from Costco. It's a beautiful pie. They that make will make everyone food. look at Costco apple pies a different way. Next time, 90s kid, next time you go to Costco, go look for their apple pie. Just tell them you want the Jim Levenstein. <laughs> They'll know what it means. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So so that scene is so classic. And it was actually not included in Adam Hertz's original script. So in case you haven't seen it, which I'm guessing you've seen it if you're listening to our podcast and you've made it through this long. Um, the, you know, third base feels like warm apple pie, according to Jim's friends. And so Jim comes home from school one day and what's sitting out on the counter? It's a warm, a apple, warm pie. apple pie. So, you know, you cue the background porn music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I play bass. I know how to play that. I played it a million times. Like, come on. Like, how, it's like, so good. That was such a good scene. It that was is like so... the best song to play in between songs. Okay. It's just, yeah. 
Oh, I believe it. But but let's just think about that scene for a second. It is so classic. So like it is just the definitive teen gross out sex comedy scene of like ever. You know, it actually just dawned on me right this second as we were as we were talking about it. I I, I think it kind of one upped, you know, like, like I said before, is, you know, every decade generation has their own teen sex comedy or whatever. I think the infamous pie scene definitely one upped the infamous bathroom scene from Fast Times. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, Judge Reinhold uh, is like coming in from the bat, like the pool area. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I just feel, you know, like the whole like you're doing something sexual, somebody comes in. You're not sure like, like how your body works again. Oh, my God. You're 17 years old. <laughs> oh man, I hated being 17. Yeah, but we had each other. <laughs> oh my god. We haven't I don't think we've told our story on here yet. We were high school sweethearts, everyone. More on that later. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about the internet broadcast scene a little bit. So in this scene, it's probably in the second most popular um, scene of the American Pri- American Pie um, movies, and it's when Jason Biggs, um, you know, he invites Nadia over. He thinks he's going to get some, you know, action or whatever, and so he sets up a webcam in his um, in his room so that it's perfectly facing. Um, the rest of the room and then he happens to he he basically starts it and then runs to his best friend's house down the street and watches Nadia on the webcam as it's broadcast little does he know he's broadcasting it to the entire school he only meant to broadcast it to his buddies and you know Jim being the hapless fool that he is accidentally sent the link to the entire school. Yeah. And so the URL for the link actually um, is <laughs> he actually has like a has like a screen or a, a email name that you can see and you can see the um, IP address on the screen. And it's actually uh, belongs to the Department of Psychology of the John Hopkins University of Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> Yikes. That's a little bit of metadata I wish they could have cut out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's a really interesting scene. So it's really popular because, first of all, Blink-182 makes a cameo in it. They're it's one true. of the people that watches the broadcast live. And uh, they also have a pet monkey in that scene that's playing around with them. And that monkey was also the monkey Marcel from Friends. And the monkey that was in uh, the Jim Carrey movies. Here we go. All 90s stuff right there. That was a famous 90s monkey. We're going to do an episode on that fucking A 90s retrospective of that monkey. Uh, That particular scene actually uh, comes up in so many later films, like later iterations of the movie, um, because it's like people tie Jim to the scene where he basically um, performs too early. I don't know if we can get that explicit without getting some kind of warning from the FCC. (laughs) We're definitely going to go there because the movie went there. I mean, Jim was a little premature. Twice. Not once. But twice. And that basically comes around to haunt him as like a recurring thing throughout the series. So like later on in the series, you hear about him, like people like giving their condolences or like laughing at him because that happened to him on live broadcast. But he actually, Jason Biggs came out last year to to BuzzFeed um, in an interview that said that scene wouldn't be made today. Not only could it not be made today, they wouldn't move it. No way. Like there's nothing about that scene that would play out 
now. I mean, he had a girl going over to his house and he set up a secret web without consent, without consent to broadcast her in an interesting setting. I don't know the right word here that I'm looking for, but you know, I mean, and to send it out to his friends and to send it to the without school, consent, I mean, without consent, without yeah, consent, <laughs> zero consent. I mean. It, that you would have the FBI on you so quickly for something like Rightfully that. Rightfully so. Not to mention she was underage. I mean, we're assuming oh, that wow, these people yeah, were all of, in high school. Lots so they're of probably issues. Not easy. Like, yeah. There's so many issues with this. But somehow that was just. Like, it was the defi- one of the defining scenes. It was. It was. It was. And it was. I, at the time, it was just like. Like that, the perception of that of this scene has changed. That was when the internet was first here. Like that's one of the things that Jason yeah, Biggs this says. Is this is the beginning of the internet, and that doesn't mean it's okay. But like Jason and Jason Biggs says, you know, like we didn't know what consent on the internet looked like. Like they were feeling it out, and he was like, "Look, it would not get made today," and rightfully so. He's Jason Biggs has two daughters, two or two kids, and like like he's he's a he's a family man. He's like, no way. I that that would happen now but it is one uh but and also it is one of the majorly iconic scenes of the franchise i think just that being said a minute that's something we can touch on with you know kind of all of these you know generational teen sex comedies is that there's a lot of those things in that movies that definitely could not get made now and i think these movies you know really push those boundaries and granted some of those boundaries don't need to be pushed. Yeah, some of them really like well, and we know that now. Non-consensual yeah. webcam, and we know that now. Yeah, yeah, we knew that then. We knew that then. It's just more criminal now. <laughs> That's a really interesting point. It is more criminal now. Okay, so um, so then I also wanted to say any scene with Stifler's mom was one of my favorites. I love Stifler's mom. Yeah, <laughs> she was great. <laughs> I. L- she was the best mom ever. Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to like. You need to charge by the minute with that voice. I do. <laughs> I just haven't given my wife the number for that. Yet. <laughs> Shh, oh my nice. god. <laughs> okay, so I loved Stifler's mom. Let's also talk a little bit about Michelle and how funny she was. I didn't know that, like, you know, when she and Jim are hooking up at the end, she says, "Say my name, bitch." Apparently, <laughs> that was completely ad libbed by Allison Hannigan, Perfect. and they all thought it was so funny that they kept it in. I mean, that's so good. That, it's like, so funny. You know, this, like this, this little cute little this band cute girl. Little band girl is, you know, this all one time at band dominant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and she's wild. She has a dirty mind. Yeah. So the first one uh, actually grossed more than $235 million. It was a hit. At the time, people loved it. Critics couldn't really deny that it was so embarrassing. It's believable. And it kind of brings back the teen movie genre. A lot of um, I read a lot of like reviews from that time. And um, they said it's a gross and tasteless high school romp with a sentimental mush. Um, and... You know, it's just kind of like no one could deny how much it connected to kids, to teens. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the 90s, you know, they were making a lot of movies, but they weren't making movies that were aimed at that demographic necessarily. And, you know, I mean, the 90s was the time when, you know, all those, you know, a lot of those Disney animated movies were getting made. And, you know, there was a lot of like kind of more wholesome stuff. 
stuff going there wasn't around. a lot for the in-between age the like right. 12 to 18 right there was stuff for you know yeah yeah everybody that was younger than 12 and then there's stuff for you know like there also wasn't a lot of stuff for boys there's a lot of stuff for girls in that age too and i don't want to like delineate and say girls couldn't enjoy that because clearly girls could i loved american pie but that it, the four main characters were high school boys sure i mean that movie was definitely designed and aimed at the hapless teenage boys which was and a, the girls that know them. Yeah. Like, yeah. because I felt like I could connect to it because I was Vicky and Jessica and Heather and all of them wrapped up into one. Like, I was the girl, the all the girls in that movie. Do you really want me to guess which one you were in that movie? No, I don't. That's not true. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about American Pie 2. That one came out in summer of 2001. And that one was about the the four guys, the original gang, back from college for the summer. They get back together to rent a house on the lake for a wild summer of fun. And then, you know, of course, we get more sex shenanigans. And, of course, the summer will end with them throwing the biggest party ever. What did you think of the second one? I thought it was incredible. I, I mean, I thought it was an absolutely one. great follow-up to uh, the first one. I mean, the the timeline was great. I mean, it was, you know, uh, right after, you know, their their first year or so of uh, college, they were all coming back, you know, just like most people do after their first year away at college. You go back, you know, you see some of your friends and – I remember that. And I mean, you know, what's what's better than, you know, come back from college, you know, where you haven't seen See your, your, old your, pals. Your, your best friends in, in a year and you get a house together on a fucking lake and party, have fun, party. And not to mention, and there's no pressure of losing their virginity. Yes, they don't have any of that. Um, but I also want to say, while they did get the the lake house for the summer, they did get jobs. They did. They were responsible yeah, enough did. to get jo- uh, to fund their party lifestyle. <laughs> to fund the party lifestyle. I mean, there were definitely nefarious shenanigans things that they did while they had that job. With I the just, walkie-talkies. We'll and, talk about uh, the walkie-talkies. I I just remember. I just think what I really loved about the second movie is I thought I really liked how it didn't change much other than the fact that they already lost their virginity so that that pressure was off um but they they were just there to have a good time and the the only thing that really changed was the backdrop instead of being at high school it was at this like oh we're 18 and older party house now so we could be a little bit more like we could grow up they could grow up like it like 19 year olds do like like the years between 17 and 19 and 19 and 21 and 21 and 23 are so different. Like you are different people. So like we got a little bit of a more grown up version of of those kids that and we were growing up with them. So I feel like the original kids that went to go see American Pie, like kind of like the, we all grew up together with this with Oz and Jim and Kevin and Finch and and Stifler and Sherman and all of them. Like we kind of oh grew God. up with them. This is why I never got into Harry Potter. <laughs> because you didn't. Because I grew up with Jim, Stifler, Finch, and Oz. That was your, your yeah. crew? I didn't need Harry, Hermione, and Ron. I had I had the OG party. Yeah, you did. You did. You I, grew, I grew with my high school friends. Y'all grew with yours. <laughs> like, sorry, I went to East Great Falls. Y'all went to Hogwarts. Yeah, I mean, it really was like it was something like that second one that was just so like so even more connective and even more like relevant, I think. I remember yeah. that first summer home from being in college. Yeah, it, it really was. Like, I, I, I feel like, yeah, you know, connecting to that second one 
was a lot different than connecting to the third one, you know, American American Wedding. Yeah, because like, we, I mean, I got, <laughs> I got married really young. I didn't. <laughs> so I loved, I, I really liked American Pie too. So, okay, so I want to go into some of my favorite scenes. Um, I love that we finally, finally, finally get to see Bandcamp in American Pie too. Bandcamp was incredible. I mean, yeah, like that was such a Petey? cool. <laughs> Oh Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, the whole PD <laughs> thing is fucking hilarious. Okay, so let's explain explain the PD thing. Jim and his friends have uh, the house uh, at the lake, and uh, Jim, you know, realizes that Michelle's band camp is close by, and, and he that wants, she's the one for him. And you know, he finally realizes that she's the one, and he wants to go see her. And the people that were running the band camp thought that he was this guy named PD. So there's this whole big scene with Jim, who doesn't know how to play the trombone. And he just rolls with it. He plays in front of this huge audience to show Michelle that he he like cares for her. It's cute. It's a really cute little scene. He put all of his cards and balls out on the table yeah, in that. He like he really did. showed that girl how much he cared. Like he, truly did. he got himself into a shitty situation, but rolled with it, went with it, and came out on top. Yeah. Like he nailed it. Yeah, he really did. I love that scene. I just love that we finally get to see Bandcamp. I, I really liked that scene, and I just thought it was, like, it was cute because, like, Michelle was there. Like, wasn't Michelle there, like, pretending to be in a relationship with Jim so that he would, like, impress Nadia when she was there or something like that? Yeah, that was the whole was premise the of the— one? No, no, that was the second one. That was the whole premise of the movie is that Jim wanted to finally impress Nadia after he had his <laughs> couple of— His double entendre. <laughs> Yes. After he had that in the first movie, he wanted to impress her in the second one because she was also coming home from school for the summer and, you know, she was going to come to this party that they were going to have. So he spends – Jim spends the whole summer pretending to be in a relationship with uh, Michelle and learning all sorts of things about, you know, sex and their bodies and stuff like that just to get himself ready for Nadia. That was the whole thing. It was getting ready for her and – Spoiler alert, by the time Nadia gets there, Jim realizes that he spent so much time pretending to be with Michelle that he actually, he actually likes Michelle. Yeah. And I love it. he ends so up cute. he ends up fucking bailing it's on Nadia so in the lighthouse at the party. Like, yeah. like he's finally got the girl. It's the end of the summer. It's, it's the sweet. big party. And then he realizes he's in love with the band geek. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, like, I like that too because I was in love with the band geek when I was that age. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> it's Eric, everyone. <laughs> he was in like three out of four of his classes in high school were banned. Okay, so let's also talk about the rule of three. This is one thing I pulled from the <laughs> – I remember this being such a legend. This was in American Pie uh, 2 where Jessica and Vicky are at the party and they're talking about how when a guy comes home and he gives you the number of people he slept with, divide it by three because he's exaggerating it three times. But and then <laughs> when a girl comes home from – school and she says that she's only slept with X amount of guys, multiply it by three because she's lying. So I love that part. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about, there's two scenes left from American Pie 2. The golden shower, which I thought was hilarious. And apparently in the second movie, the writer and um, Adam Hertz and the, the director loved Sean William Scott's 
uh, like the way he played Stifler so much that the, he let they let him improvise in um, American Pie too. So that so a lot of that is improvised. But like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is the golden shower scene, and it's a gross, disgusting scene, but it somehow always cracks me up. Like it's so so much about it is disgusting. Like like it's just really funny. I thought that was like, all of it's disgusting. All, I mean, it's, like, it's just gross out humor. Yeah, but it was like but not like Van Wilder. Oh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> Holy shit, Van Wilder. That was that was a methodical response to American Pie and the only person that could have carried off being a combination of Stifler, Jim Stifler, Finch, Kevin, and Oz and Kevin was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, he's all of them combined. He's a national treasure, and, and he's not even from our nation. And Sh- and Shermanator. Yeah, like, Ryan Reynolds is American. And Stifler's mom. Holy shit. <laughs> um, okay, so last scene I wanted, oh, there's two more scenes I wanted to talk about. Jim super glues his hands to the VHS, thinking it's lotion when it's actually super glue. <laughs> That was a classic scene for the music alone. Man. <laughs> Ever since then, I have never kept lotion and glue in the same room. <laughs> they are we learned from so their far mistakes. apart. Like, <laughs> and I think I think that's one of the greater things about American Pie is that like you can look at it as almost being like real that fucking older life. Brother or like that older sister that gave you the advice, which was the plot of some of those yeah. those scenes was yeah. you know having the older brother and I think like in a greater meta way like the American Pie movies can kind of serve to some of those younger kids of being like the older brother the older yeah. sister I mean okay so the last thing I wanted to touch on other than the legacy this will be before legacy is the soundtrack and what American Pie and American Pie 2 did for pop punk in America in from like 1998 through 2003. So I don't we have. Think, I, I, like, if they it defined it. If it wasn't for American Pie, I don't think pop punk would have gotten off the oh, ground. Oh, not as at much all. And then emo, and then like like all that, like techno, like Breathe Carolina, Attack Attack bands that came out in like the late aughts. And yeah, no, I 303, like, like, I don't think any of that would have happened. So like, it's like pop punk really like was, was put into motion, was propelled by American pie. And like, I was, I was going through some of the playlists and like, I, this is just like maybe a third of the actual like band list on the first two soundtracks, but we have, Third Eye Blind, Blink-182, Vintage Queen by Goldfinger. And then you had, of course, like we mentioned, the Sexorama band Love Muscle, which played like the – Yeah, that, that porn music. Then we had Celebrity Skin by Hole, Flavor of the Week, American Hi-Fi, Hashpipe Weezer, Smooth Criminal, Alien, Ant Farm, Hit or Miss, Newfound Glory, Place in the Sun, and Last Time Again by Lit, In Too Deep and Fat Lip by Sum 41. Want You Bad by The Offspring. Yeah. Oh, did I forget? Oh, yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, wait, Want You Bad from the by The Offspring, Fenix TX, Blink-182. Like, it's just insane. Like, it, Scumbag by Green-182. 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 Can, can we everyone. have a 90s group of kids please make a Blink-182 Green Day cover band called Green-182, please? I'm begging. Fuck, I like it. Can you do it? Can you call some people? Wyatt, 
Josh. That's going to be our next guys, episode. <laughs> Green 182. Literally calling you boys out right now. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the legacy. Um, like, like. So there's one review for American Pie uh, that was talking about how it really set a new standard for the teen sex comedy genre. And, you know, we're talking about... Teen sex comedy genre, you know, uh, about, you know, in the 70s, there was uh, Porky's. In the 80s, there was Fast Times. The 90s, there was American Pie. And, you know, uh, this review said that, you know, uh, the world watched an apple pie become a vehicle to manhood. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> That's a really weird turn of phrase that I never thought I would actually <laughs> say. Like, that's a weird string of words. But, like... Honestly, like, it's true. I mean, you know, thinking about how that was such the pinnacle of awkwardness. It just really did set that new standard. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. See, it was like, like actually, that critics actually, actually that. liked it. Critics liked it because, like, it was brave. It was brave, but it was also there was heart behind it. it they weren't mean. The kids weren't mean. Right. There's a lot of teen movies, especially that came out of the '80s, where the kids were mean. Even in the '90s, I even think about my one of my favorite movies of all time is The Craft, and the the bully in that is racist and mean. Like, there were mean kids. Yeah, like even look at uh, Donnie Darko, and now you have. Uh, Maybe I'm going to regret this later, but uh, Seth Rogen was in Donnie Darko and he was the bully and he was a fucking asshole. Yeah, he was a that. racist asshole. Seth, well, you know, that's if he was like, yeah. His character was that. Um, I mean, even like super bad. I mean, you get into characters like, you know, with Jonah Hill and, yeah, this you know, really paved the way for McLovin. And oh, yeah. This really paved the way. Because like, McLovin would have been like Finch plus Shermanator, but not. I think they knew that going into that. And then Jonah Hill had like a Stifler thing going on. Yeah, he kind of had an abstract Stifler thing going and, on. And Michael Sarah had like a Jim plus Chris um, plus yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Super Bad was, was the American Pie of the of the aughts. Yeah, look, I mean, like I said, every every decade, every generation has their teen sex comedy, and I think somewhere in there in the early aughts, Super Bad really fits in as being one of those. So Roger Ebert gave yeah. it three out of four stars because he said it, it's not inspired, but it's cheerful and hardworking and sometimes funny. And here's the thing. It's not mean. Its characters are sort of sweet and lovable. And they are. Absolutely. They're all lovable. Even Jim's dad. He's the most lovable character in those movies. Yeah. Before we end it, Eric, why don't you give me your favorite scene or your favorite phrase or your favorite part of American Pie, especially the first two? What's your favorite part of character, scene, song, anything? Stifler getting peed on. <laughs> That just felt so good. I felt that that felt so cathartic in the second movie where, where Stifler gets peed on uh, from uh, Harold, from Harold and Kumar. Uh, I, yeah. I, I forget his name. He was also in the Star Trek movies. Brilliant actor. Somebody called John me out Cho. on this. John Cho. Yeah. I, sorry, I couldn't remember his name. Uh, phenomenal that he was in that. And like that whole scene with Stifler, that was like. The golden shower. It was kind of like Stifler getting his dues. You know, like he had been such an asshole to everybody for so long yeah. that like he literally got pissed on. Like it wasn't like somebody just roasted him kind of a thing. Like he literally got pissed on. Yep. And that felt like such a cool thing to do to kind of like such a 
a degrading character. You yeah. Know? Somebody that built his reputation on like displacing other people and his misogyny and everything like that. And he got it and it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I love that scene. I think my favorite scene is the PD band camp scene, just for all the reasons we mentioned. I think it's just really sweet. So those are our final thoughts. Good movie. We watch it every summer. We'll probably, you know, it's funny because like usually for these podcasts, we watch what we are going to like talk about before. We didn't watch American Pie one or two in the last year. We watch it over the summer. So we're going to probably turn this podcast off and go watch the first one. Yeah, we're definitely. Or at least turn on the soundtrack. (laughs) Oh yeah, the soundtrack is killer. I mean, so if there's any piece of advice I could give any of you, it's go listen to the soundtrack. It's like warm apple pie. Like warm apple pie. All right, and we're gonna leave it there, '90s kids. Thanks so much for listening. We're so glad you joined us. Please make sure you join us next week. Next week we have our episode is coming to you on Tuesday because it's a very special holiday episode. If you catch our drift, (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) look it's friday i ain't got no job i ain't got shit to do so we have a really great episode coming to you on tuesday not wednesday next week and really excited for it it's going to be a really great episode so make sure you stay tuned for that make sure you enter yourself into our ttth giveaway for the month of april by doing a five-star review on apple it really helps us out with the algorithm make sure you leave a comment so we know your screen name and can call you out so we can send you a box of really cool 90s swag so make sure you do that follow us on social media tttthpod on twitter talk to the hand pod on instagram you can email us at talk to the at gmail.com or you can visit our website talk to the and yeah so join us next week and watch it watch american pie or listen to this soundtrack i mean what what song would you suggest that they put it on right now i would tell everybody to go listen to some blink 182 i was gonna say alien ant farm Smooth criminal. I mean, that's a good song. Oh, my God. All right. Until next week, mask up, socially distance, get vaccinated if you can, and be a good human, and be excellent to each other. And party on dudes. Oh, my God. And dudettes. (laughs) 